For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is your moment. Your moment to move forward and make progress. It's time to see where an education can take you. For over 130 years, Strayer University has been at the forefront of change, offering programs that help students like you get ahead and stay ahead so you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEF. your host Amon Green and welcome to All My Block Podcast, the Green Bay Packer Podcast with myself and my good friend and teammate Mike Wall. Mike, man, how you doing? Doing great, AG. Excited for uh, excited for the show today. Yep, we got a great show today. We got stuff to talk about. We got a great guest today um, and we got to get this party started. So we're going to get this party started by thanking the sponsor of this show, Bet Online. So it's the time. it's that time of the year, guys. So we got basketball. You know, you've been, I don't know if y'all been catching the where is that? It's on Elite Eight now, almost to the final four. So right now, basketball has taken center stage with the tournament that is tournament that's finally upon us. So if you're looking to wager this year, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your updates, odds, and info, along with the great contests, including the bracket contest, where you have a chance to take home the top prize. So head over to the website and use your mobile device to sign up to today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. For your first deposit, just use the promo believe B L E A V believe to get started. BetOnline continue to continues the source of all the sports wagering needs, including live betting for your favorite Vegas casino. So BetOnline, where the game starts. So KJ, this is a no fly zone for you. The hypocrisy of the NFL. Exactly. First thing we got to first thing I do is put a disclaimer in that our guest is not allowed to bet on any of these games. Uh, so that, yeah, that's something. Uh, if you were, would you say Josh Allen, Patrick Holmes, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, or Joe Burrow in the top five to get the uh, the MVP next year? We're not betting right now, but let's say you were. I'm kidding, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Mike. He has a he has a he has a sense. Can of you give me that list again? Yeah, it's <laughs> a answer. There you go. Yeah, right. Josh, Patrick, Herbert, Brady, and Burrow are the top five candidates to get an MVP right now on Bet Online AG. Hmm. I can't believe Justin Herbert's oh, wow. in three. I would say, what you thinking, KJ? I was I was talking about uh that because since DA left Green Bay, they just left out Rogers. Right. Yeah, Rogers. Rogers like just that. got so. 
The, the top three there are plus 750. Okay, so 100 to get you 750. Tom Brady is 900. Joe Burrow's 1,000. And Aaron Rodgers is 1,400. But that's, I think, and him and Russell Wilson are tied. So, mm-hmm. and so is D4. But I think that's because I don't think it's because, I mean, it's part of it's because of to Devontae. But the other part of it's like, I, how many people won it three times in a row? Did Brett win it three times in a row? I think. Because this, because remember his third Maybe. one he got with uh, Barry Sanders. Him and Barry were, were co MVPs. They were co MVPs. He made. Can you imagine that in, in the same division, bro. Woo! That's special. That's crazy. That's special. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. I would probably go a person. What you? What's it? You said uh, Tom. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert are all plus seven fifty. Those are the top three. I'll say. I'll say Herbert or Mahomes. Probably Mahomes. I feel like Herbert's going to be insane this year, man. He was so good last year. He's just yeah. Like, I will go Herbert as well. He's with the, they got wep- they got a couple weapons on defense now too. They're gonna get the ball. They're gonna get the ball in better positions because mm-hmm. you know how it is, man. It's just a, it's like one play a game is gonna make the difference in a in an MVP race. Yeah, exactly. Know, really. Exactly. Like that's uh, the amount of stats you're really talking about. Yep, so. yep. So let's uh, get this party started. So yeah, we uh, got our got my good what I call you nephew. I got my nephew here nephew. on the show, <laughs> KJ Osborne. <laughs> Via, as we talked before we went live, via Michigan. He's not from Green Bay. He's not from Florida. <laughs> he lives in Florida. Um, but he is now. Hey, I went on the roster, KJ, on ESPN. They you are the number one as of ESPN, you're the number one receiver right there, or number two behind Adam on uh the roster list on ESP.com. For me, that puts a little warmth in my heart because I'm like, I know this guy. He's a baller. Yeah. I, saw him, I saw him when he was he was a little snotty bows, little kid running around, running, running a mile around in my neighborhood in the summer and running up yeah. hills and all that fun stuff. So welcome in KJ Osborne, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. So how is the offseason going, KJ? Because I know you're down in the MIA at the bottom yeah. down there in Florida. Yeah. So what's up? Off season going well, man. Um, right after the season, took a little break. Got out, went to went to Jamaica with uh, some of my friends. You know, just just relaxed for a second, and then uh, you know I, I hit it. You know, I hit it early too. I think this is only my second off season. My first off season, I hit it like maybe a week after the Super Bowl. This week, I hit it two weeks before the Super Bowl. Um, so I was I, I got back in it. Um, training down here at House of Athlete, uh, Brandon Marshall spot. My trainer is, uh, yeah, is Mo Wells. Mm-hmm. Yep, with Mo and JB Jordan Bush down here. Uh, get me right. A uh, bunch of other vets down here, which I I love. Um, so yeah, we 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 getting after it, man. This it's been really good. Hey, how's hey. how's that facility? Are they still working out where the Inter Miami teams at? Are they where are they where are they at now? Oh, uh, it's in it's in Weston. It got it's it's its own facility. Um, it's it's, it's in Weston, Florida. That's man. where I used to live. Oh, yeah, yep. I know where yep, that yep, is. In, yeah. Yep, they have everything. They got uh, doctors upstairs and massages and yoga and hot tub, cold tub, sauna. Everything, man. It's a uh, steam rooms. Everything we need in there. It's, it's nice. Simulating a NFL facility, pretty much, or everything a, a right. pro athlete. I say a pro athlete needs to to work out. Any you know, three sixty five, right. twelve months a year, pretty much. Yeah. So, uh, pretty much. so yeah, going. Uh, you just finished up this second year, like you mentioned already. So, what's that self grade like for yourself when you came out of the season? You already, like you said, you're already in the training now, but you're also looking at what you did good and what you didn't do good or what you need to get better at. What was that self-test grade for yourself right. in this year too? Mm-hmm. I think I, I think I had a good season. Uh, well, I mean, I, from from my rookie year to, to my second year, the only way was up. You know, like I said, uh, 
my rookie year, I only played special teams. I didn't have a, a snap of offense. Um, and, and going into year two, you know, being able to, to put up the numbers that I did, uh, obviously it was a huge jump for myself and, um, you know, out of, out of nowhere to, to other people. But, you know, I knew when I, when I got my chance, you know, I, w- I would do well. Um, so um, if, you, if I had to put an actual, like, grade on it, um, I'd probably maybe give myself, like, a A minus. Uh, I think from from where I was to 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 where I want to go, um, and and from, from no offensive experience to you know seven touchdowns, six hundred fifty five yards, and fifty catches, um, you know that, that was something I could be I could be proud of. But there's so much more that I want to get better at. Um, just you know, the, as the game started slowing down for me, uh, one of the, one of the biggest things I want to work on next year is you know my yak, you know, uh, creating those big plays. You know, after I get the ball in my hands and and, and being able to stretch out the field, um, that's one of the huge things that I, that I want to work on because those are game changers. You know, um, you know, just being comfortable catching the ball with my hands and you know being able to to do that type of stuff. So um, that's you know just a couple of things. I got a bunch of stuff, but off the top of my head that I really want to work on that I'm, I'm working on now, just doing extra stuff to uh, to improve that in my game. So you're coming when you come out of the draft. <clears throat> Everyone's got a scouting report on you. I'm sure you read a bunch of stuff. You can do this. You can't do that. You know, we, areas of opportunity. We call them areas of opportunity, right? Yeah. So you're worried. Those are some of the things you're talking about right now. How does how does going to a place like House of Athlete, where it's run by a former high level wide receiver, right? There's all these pro guys around. Like, how much are you getting out of like gaining from that? Just experience of being around really, really. I don't listen. You got a great room already in Minnesota with some of the, right. with some of the yeah. athletes you have in that room. But how is it being able to kind of create your own environment of learning that's away from the organization right now and really get ahead as far as working uh-huh. in those areas of opportunity. It's, it's huge, man. And it's, it's funny. You're the first person to, you know, kind of ask me that question. Um, it's a, it's an impact that, you know, that's really huge that a lot of people may not really see, or, you know, cause they, it's not the, the real, you know, lifting weights and everything, but just being in those environments, man. Um, but like my, I went to IMG Academy, as we spoke about, uh, Mo was at IMG and that's where I trained at. So I went back to my high school as well as well as with Mo. That's where I trained for the for the combine and everything. Then Mo moved down to House of Athlete. My senior year, I was at I was at the U down here at the University of Miami. Um, and this is where I went to spend my off season. Then he moved down here, so it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, as well as you know having Brandon Marshall down here. So then you know being the guy Mo is, you know all these athletes are are coming. Um, and I already trained down here before with you know some. Um, I got uh, B. White, uh, Receiver Factory, Pete. And I trained with uh, T.A. and Goldfee. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's so many NFL receivers coming down here. Um, and what what my coach described it as my after my rookie year says kind of like, you know, when you got when you got a towel, and you know you 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 got you sprinkle some water on it and say you know this is me right under it, and then eventually some of it's gonna gonna drip. So I'm training with with Jarvis Landry. Me and him have created a, a super tight relationship. That's like my, my guy in the off season. Um, and, you know, even other athletes, you know, or, or other positions, Leonard Fournette and Teddy Bridgewater and, you know, uh, Kenny Moore. And, you know, I can, I can name guys on and on, you know, from all different positions, you know, uh, around the league that I see each and every day. I'm picking their brains. You know, we're talking football. We're talking life after football. We're talking about, you know, off the field things. Um, you know, obviously I got my teammate Justin down here. Jamar Chase is down here. You know, like I said, yeah. I could I could name guys right. forever. But you know, it's just you know we're in those circles and we're we're talking ball, we're talking off the field and lifestyle stuff. And 
different hobbies and activities and things like that. So um, that type of stuff is is so, so huge because I remember that stuff, you know, when I'm in Minnesota, I remember that stuff when I'm at practice, the things we speak about on the field and, and things like that. It's almost oh, like you have a, um, you know, they have a awesome. tight end university, they have defensive end universities. Like you guys got your own. I don't know if you're going to make it official or whatnot, but it, it sounds like you have wide receiver university down there for, for the most part. You guys need to get some t-shirts and some sponsors, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got, yeah. we got everything down here, man. There's so many guys. Hey, I was around Jarvis for, gosh, two, three years when we were in Miami. If you, I mean, just he, he's a, he's a different kind of cat. If you want to learn about how to be a pro though, as far as like what it takes to, from a, from a, from a technical standpoint and from a detail standpoint, that guy's got to figure it out. He's got all kinds of figured out. Mm. Oh yeah. Like, he's, 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 like, like that dude, man. he's, he's, he's nails tough. Too. Oh yeah. As far as compet- competition goes, that guy does not mess around at all. Yeah. Yeah, at so. all so we, he, he he pushes me i push him we we talk you know we, yeah. we write things down we go for extra sessions um you know that's somebody i i've, I've really uh developed a relationship with the, the last two off seasons you know we've come very close yeah man that that being down and that just hearing that to me is just like excitement because you're like in my iron uh mike says it all the time iron sharp desire um that right there you got other athletes on your level and a little bit ahead of you, but now you could, like you said, with the the towel um, metaphor, you're gonna just soak up that information, whatever it is from them, because obviously they're doing it the way you want to do it. You know where you want to be on their level. Eventually, that's your goal. So it's just to me, I'm like, oh, I was like, that's I say for me, definitely that's where I, I wish I could have been out somewhere like where you at or what Mike, because Mike did the same thing in his career. I'm, I'm training in Vegas with a similar af what people to his position or lineman or D lineman in that area you right. know, for myself. Right. I was, it was, it just, it's like, man, if I had that, that would have helped out things. Even though I did stuff on my own, I still yep. was okay. But I think having people in the room that's on your level, that's in the same mindset always helps uh, bring out that, right. uh, just that extra level that, that you're working for within yourself. So good job there. Man. Right. And what people don't understand yeah. KJ, correct me if I'm wrong is like, cause we, we did the same thing 15 years ago. Right. But we didn't, like we were doing it at UNLV or these different places, but you know, as soon as guys figure out that athletes are working on a specific spot in town, they just start showing up because we want to compete mm-hmm. against one another. We start doing, we were doing all line yeah. drills in the off season right. all on our own. Like you want to just talk about getting better and, and, put, and right. putting that work in, working on your hands and your feet. Right. But right. what they don't understand sometimes is like the amount of growth that you can have from learning about things outside of the team environment and changing the di- just changing your scenery, changing the dynamic, changing the way that you're thinking about how your day needs to go, who you got to impress, right. you know, with all those kind of things, just really being able to focus on your stuff, man. Like that is it. That is a a huge departure from like what AG said. Like we didn't really have that. You had to create that opportunity, mm-hmm. right, on your own. Right, right. But right. that is such a huge advantage that it's amazing. It's always amazing to me. That, Guys like you have figured it out. You talk about you, you talk about JJ. You talk about Jarvis. All this, you know, Jamar Chase. Young guys are figuring it out because of, probably because of so everyone is kind of a little more connected. AAU ball, seven on seven ball. You guys know each other a little bit better. But right. what an advantage! And and why do you like? Why would you not? If you're if you're a young receiver and you're not there, where the hell are you? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Because it's so it's just it's so much knowledge that we talk about every single day. And I, I loved it because, you know, at first it was just receivers. Then there was other positions. Like I said, we got Leonard and then Teddy Bridgewater and 
Robbie Anderson is in there. Well, I guess he's a receiver, but we got, you know, DBs, uh, you know, Jalen Mills, uh, my boy A-Walk, Anthony Walker, and I said Kenny Moore, you know, all these different positions. You know, we we talk, so we, then we can talk football. We can talk offense, defense, and, and you know, what this defense does or, you know, different guys around the league. Like I said, it's, I guess it's helped my football knowledge uh, tremendously. And then you get to play against these guys, you know, all throughout the, the year and the season. You're seeing these guys and, you know, just creating those relationships. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you had so with the all season change going on, um, you had the big coaching carousel happen. So you got a new coach in the building there. Right. So it's uh, Coach uh, Kevin O'Connell. Um, and have you talked to him? Have you you know found out who your wide receiver coach is going to be or anything like that in in this early right. part of all season? Uh, I haven't spoke to him, um, but uh, luckily enough, uh, we're blessed. We got the same receiver coach. Um, that was something mm. big of in our yeah, receiver huge. room that. We, yeah, we wanted to we wanted to make sure he was still in the room. So, you know, everybody kind of, you know, put our foot on the table, or, you know, make sure we're talking to Adam, talking to Justin, you know, they're talking to the GMs, especially Adam and stuff like, you know, like we, we definitely want to keep him like, you know, let it be known. It was everybody in the room. Um, you know, we, we love uh, Coach McCardell. Um, you know, he's made our, our, our room, you know, great. Um, great and great you know, wide receiver like himself right there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So like, like how, how can you get better? than you? He played at least 16, 17 years. Um, but I, so I spoke to him a couple of times. I haven't spoke to, uh, to coach yet. Um, mm -hmm. but I spoke to him, you know, talking about the offense a little bit. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll go from there. Nice. Yeah. He has a, well, he just came from the Rams, but I believe, right? Yep. Yep. Nice. So he has some, coach O'Connell. Yeah. O'Connell. He was, yeah, yeah he's got a little, he's got a little pedigree to him. Now he's part of that McVay coaching tree or Shanahan. I don't know how we look at that, but. So right. I say with that in mind, what do you what what is the what's your thought process? Knowing that he came from that, you watching the Rams and what they did this year, right? This past season, right? With all the wide receivers they had. So what is your mind right. trying to take you? Man, I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm I'm excited. I mean, if you you see what they did over there in the Rams and you know all those receivers they was had they had and you know getting those guys the ball. Um, then we still got Dalvin. You know, we got Irv coming back. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so we have so many so many weapons. Um. And, you know, we're going to be able to utilize them. You know, we're going to spread it out and be able to utilize them, you know, or, or getting in there and handing the ball off to Dalvin, make us very versatile. So um, I'm really excited, man. I've I never had an offensive head coach before. All my guys have been defensive, so uh, I can't wait. Right. You got, you were lucky to have a guy like Keenan coaching that room, though. I mean, that makes a huge yeah. difference. Having a former player really understands the game, understands what you're going through every day. Like, can you talk – can you just talk a little bit about how what he brings as, as, as far as preparation and process – and do you guys like when you come in on a on a Wednesday for game planning? Is it kind of um, how do I want to say this? Do you do you understand that it's kind of a it's a it's a little bit of a democratic game plan every week as far as how they've been running it before? Like, hey, there's certain there's certain balls that are going to come your way. There's certain balls he's just going through progression. Like you know, there's maybe four or five plays a game that hey, this is going to be you. Or how how do you guys think about that? Yeah, we we go about it uh, different. So like. Uh... I would say just going through going through practice, we may kind of, you know, get a feel for our, you know, maybe this ball could be coming to you. Um, but the, the kind of guy Kurt is, like, Kurt goes through his reads. Um, you know, if, and Kurt trusts everybody out there. If you're on the field, you know, yeah, so if you, you, you come in one. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I can say it. I can say it from from a I'm guy that, now, that had that had, no, 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 no. But seriously, because some, because everybody is different. Like, and because yeah. we, we talked about it, like at a house of athlete, or some guys, you know, if somebody's covered, you know, their quarterback is going double, triple clutch and force it to him. Where Kurt's not really like that. Like I said, I know from having no catches my rookie year, 
to, to you know, a lot my, my second year is, you know, Kurt trusts everybody out there to be able to do their jobs. You know, he's going to go one to two to three. And I joke, I said, if my if my grandma is out there and she's open, like he's going he gonna to throw it and he's going to throw it to the spot. He's going to trust you to be there. Um, so like I said, there's a couple plays, obviously, where, you know, we switch some guys around and, um, you know, where, where we want guys to be, you know, balls can come to you. But, you know, you know how, how crazy NFL is and defense is a guy gets doubled or not get off the line or whatever. So, you know, you got to be be ready. You got to run every route like you're the number one. Um, so that, that's kind of how we how we go about it, though. Hey, what is what is so, so Keenan sees you your rookie year, right? You have no catches. You're playing special teams, but you're learning. I mean, you have a, a again, you really have an incredible room to learn from. And maybe you hit this before, but what is what is the one thing that you think made the biggest difference in your in your year one to year two? Uh, confidence, a hundred percent. I'm confident. So Keenan, he wasn't my he wasn't my rookie. Uh, he wasn't my rookie receiver coach. It was Andrew Janoko okay. who who moved over to the quarterbacks. And when we first got the hire, uh, I spoke to him during the, the, the combine process, and uh, we had a long talk. Um, you know, he was th- he told me, like, the Jags were thinking about giving me when he was there. Him and my dad spoke for a long time. So then when he got the job, I'm like, oh, great. Um, I'm like, you know, that's that's perfect. You know, this is a guy I already, you know, I have a relationship with already. Mm-hmm. Um, so then when he came in, he kind of gave me a call, and he's like um, – he said, why didn't you, you play last year? Like, how come you weren't on the field? And I told him, I said, honestly, so I'm not the type of guy that makes it, make excuses. I said, I don't know. I said, you know, I'm not a guy that, you know, that goes to the coaches and, you know, this and that. I said, I, I just, you know, worked my butt off. You know, I, I did what I could on scout team, you know, perform. I said, I can't really tell you. I said, but I just, you know, uh, played my role in special teams. And then, you know, next year I'm going to come back. And, you know, next year I uh, came to OTAs and I was, I was ready, man. Um, I was excited. Um, and I just kind of built that confidence from, from being on scout team. You know, I, I was balling. So I'm like, I can play in this league because I'm going against the ones every day. So I'm like, and I'm, I'm balling. So, you know, I can, I can play now. I just got to do it, you know, when the lights come on. So uh, I, I worked my butt off all off season, And, um, you know, I came in determined, man, that, you know, they weren't going to put three receivers out there and I wasn't going to be one of them. So um, that's that's kind of the mentality I had. That's awesome, man. Isn't it, isn't isn't it, it. amazing when, you know, for young athletes out there, anybody's listening, like, it's amazing what – an impact a coach can have on an athlete, just knowing that that, that guy, I mean, just that phone call initially, like, Hey man, why aren't you mm-hmm. playing? I think you should be playing like what that does for you as mm-hmm. far as lighting a fire, like kind of yeah. validating the work that you've been putting in. Like the guy knows what you've been putting on tape, what you put on right. practice tape. You know what I mean? It's just, sometimes we, right. we minimize like how important, like just that little change can have or that little, those one or two words after practice or that phone call, what an impact that can actually have on an athlete, man. It's, it's incredible. It's, it's, it's huge, yeah. man. It's Jeez. huge. And just to, to, to piggyback off that, even before, like, um, a lot of people don't know, I didn't have a really good relationship with my special team coach before that. Um, the, uh, the My special team coach, my rookie. Mm. And, you know, it was, was, it it was some, some, it some it, was it? It makes it sense yeah, now. Because <laughs> I remember yeah, watching so your I, games. Your, I remember your rookie year. And I, it just you know, didn't make sense. you right now, man. You might go holler at him. <laughs> I know. Uh, so me and him didn't have a uh, didn't really end up. So, so it, it kind of it was different. You know, it kind of it kind of messed with me a little bit. So, um, yeah, you know, right. coming back, you know, he 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 got fired after the last game, and the new special teams coach uh, gave me a call. He was the assistant, and you know, he just kind of he called me. You know, I believe in you. I trust in you. You know, just just like you said, just those kind of those those little words of affirmation. You know, you like when you know your coach yeah. trusts you, and you know. He wants you to be there. So that was the first thing that, you know, kind of, you know, made me a little comfortable and like, you know, okay, like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm ready for this thing. And then, like you said, when coach came, 
Um, it did that. And then we went into, I don't know if it was OTAs or training camp. I remember you just talking about those little comments. I'm, I'm warming up. He said, what you think you're going to go for this year? He said, I'm thinking, uh, I forgot. He said some catches. He said, he said 600, 700 yards, this amount of touchdowns. I'm warming up. And I'm like, this is a guy I had, like I, said, I hadn't played a snap of offense, not even a run play. I'm like, I'm like, dang, he thinks I can get 600 yards. Dang, he think I can get, I'm like, dang. So it kind of made me feel good. Like, wow. oh, like, dang. So now, you know, then I come in, come into the season. I had like 655, whatever. I, I, I would think back on that. But like, like you said, just kind of those words, you know, that your coach believes in you and, you know, he thinks that you're a good player and things like that. That can be, that can do a lot for a player. What you smiling for, Mike? Well, because you remember like back in so in Green Bay when AG and I were there, <laughs> the way that it worked was, <laughs> which is stupid, but the coaches would beat you down and the scouts would like talk you up. So the coaches would tell you all, this, all the stuff you're doing bad. And then yeah. like and then like John Schneider would come over and be like, ah, man, you're doing great. You know, you're the best guy in there, blah, 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 blah. But like, oh, right, I feel good right. again. You get back in your room and you just be like getting beat over the head right. with a newspaper, bro. <laughs> right. But that's what I like. That's what, that's what I like oh, about it. having – that's what I like about having Coach McCardell there because he was a former player. So he yeah. understands, like he sat in every seat in the room. So he understands that, that you know, that side of, you know, you know, telling you the truth when you're doing good, telling you where you're not. Whereas, like, if a coach, you know, he may have never played in the league, like you said, he's going to tell you, you know, uh, but the scout's telling you, like, you're doing awesome. Like, like when, I, when I first, my rookie year, Dalvin was going crazy. I'm like, how come, how come nobody talks about this guy? Like, you know, he's not this great running back, you know, in our building. Like, if you turn on the TV – Dalvin is, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. But in here, it's like the coaches, I'm like, like what's, I'm not getting it. Like, well, I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't think you give them no love. <laughs> you, right. could be eight, you could be eight and two, and you could be the most miserable eight and two <laughs> team in the world. That's just how it is, man. Nobody's yeah. ever happy. That's how it goes. Yeah, it's that. interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, hearing those, hearing those, like Mike said, and like you said, KJ, hearing those information from the coaches, um, having little tidbits and stuff like that thrown at your way, at least let you know, okay, I'm doing something. They noticed it. Right. Um, because sometimes right. you're questioning yourself. I mean, if you're trying to be best out there, you always questioning yourself. So when you get that feedback, it's like, all right, thank you. It's like, all right, good. Because yeah. I say right. by the time I got to, when I got traded, by the time I got traded to Green Bay, I was numb to negative talking coaches that just want to berate right. you. Like Mike said, <laughs> this was for yeah. me in Seattle. I get cussed up, cussed down, and I'm just sitting there like, um, I could have called my dad for this. Right. <laughs> my dad, <laughs> I can't I say that. I need to fly to Seattle, man. I right. this, if I, I want somebody phone, to cuss bro. me out, it's called my dad. You know, why do I, I'm, I'm getting yeah. paid all this money. You're supposed to be coaching me. You know, so by the time I got to Green Bay, I learned, like, all right, I let all the cussing happen. Then I'm like, okay, now coach me up on it. I said that to Sylvester Crooms. Oh, no, it wasn't Sly. It was the uh, – we had somebody right before Crooms Sly came in. I can't remember his name. But anyway, he he laid, he laid into me on something little, and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm, all right, mm-hmm. And then I said, all right, coach me up on it. He just like – he thought I'll be like not saying nothing. I was like, no, okay, you said I'm, I did this wrong. <laughs> now tell me – show me how to do it the right way the next time so I don't do this again because I don't want you cussing me out. I was like, because I'm, the, I could do that with my dad, you know. And he's like, oh, I was like, so I was numb to it. I was like, man, I was like, Bro. you know, so whatever. All right, uh, we gonna head on to trench warfare, so we yeah, get let's... into some of that te- that technique stuff that we do on the football field at our position. So Mike, though, gotta do this read real quick. This little thorn in his side. Trent, no, I love it. Hey, I like this one. Trent's work for sponsored by Athletic Greens, man. Tons of, tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality 
vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. So reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. Vitamin D, very important, gentlemen. If you're getting a lot of vitamin D out of Miami. I'm getting like damn near anything here in Austin. That's from right the now. sun, KJ. From <laughs> yep. the sun. Vitamin D from the sun. And five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. Disclaimer to be read quickly right here, guys. So give me one second. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens take ownership of your health. All right. Boom. <laughs> okay, so uh, so KJ, when we talk about trench warfare, we're talking about the box stuff, but we're also talking about run game. You know how important wide receivers are, especially with you know your guy, Dalvin Cook, breaking long runs. That's all about wide receivers getting that second block, that first block. So I want you to rate your blocking skills and – I want you to know when, when – so the background is – I don't know if everybody saw, got this online, but you guys know each other because you used to train together way way back when, way back way when, back. when, when no. you were just a young pup. And he, was, he, out, he couldn't even drive a car. Just out, was, just no. out of the league. So <laughs> did AG contribute at all to your blocking ability, and where do you think you're at right now? <laughs> uh, one, one I, I would say yes. I would say yes because you just say him yes. teaching us – him just teaching me just, just football knowledge, you know, like uh, – just, just learning, you know, the whole game. Like, uh, so uh, the first part, I would say yes. If I had to grade my blocking, I'll give myself a B. I, I would say a B. Um, you know, obviously you can, you can always do better. Um, but you know, I, I've, I've sparked some, some big runs, and you know, have some, some, uh, some downfield blocks. I'm a, well, I'm two or five. I don't know if you want to call that a bigger guy, but I'm the one that I always got to yeah, chip to the ends and you know, come in and motion and 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 pin the the big old Miles Garrett's or at least try. And you yeah. know uh, uh, all these, all these, all these shoes do. So I, I give it a B. Do you ever, do you ever watch? Uh, you know, Lazard for the Green Bay Packers. He's he's turned into yeah. like part tight end, like some of his blocks. Yeah. He's like, yeah. it's like yeah. I don't know if I don't know if the I don't know if people are going to go that way now. But he seems like um, he seems like a wide receiver who's completely embraced the blocking game. Like he's he'd, he'd be like the, he'd be the A level guy for me right now. When you hey, do you like do you like yeah. fitting guys up? Or do you like do you like taking out knees? I fit him up. I fit him up. I was never, I was never a cut guy because I don't want to miss. Because if I miss, it's over. Yeah. So I'd rather just fit you up. I'm strong. I'd rather mm-hmm. just fit you up and, and and hold you up and just let my guy get by. Yeah. And so, Mike, to your first question there. So with the first night, KJ, you remember our first conversation, the first day we trained when EJ didn't wake up on time. You remember that conversation? <laughs> So that right there, yeah. So the I remember, I remember, the, like I remember the incident. I remember the incident. I remember the yeah. incident. <laughs> so, so you so how you brought in that question, Mike, about blocking and how KJ answered it. How you know we we talked about football. We did that. So the first day of training, because I said t- I gave him, you know, they got here and about we got here. They got here like on a Friday or Saturday. So I was like, all right, we're gonna start working out on Monday. And so I said, just chill for the weekend. I said, but when we get to working out, we're going to be up at around, I think it was like 8 o'clock. In the weight room at 8 o'clock, you know, up early. We're going to do the weights first, and then we're going to do conditioning after that, running, whatever it's going to be, agility or endurance running, whatever. So day one gets there. My man EJ is like 10, 15 (laughs) minutes late. KJ's over there early. 
<laughs> I'm over there early. And so I, I went into coach mode that, like we just talked about, I laid into both of them. I said, listen here. I say, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. I got better. I could be on my Xbox right now. I got a lot better things to do than sit here and wait on you to get up when you want to get up when I say 8 o'clock. Now, you talking about you want to play in the league. You want to do this and that. You want to go to college football, blah, 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 blah. Well, if you can't get up. It takes no talent to wake up and be somewhere on time. Right. No talent. I, and I add in a couple more colorful words than that. I'm just keeping it PG <laughs> for the stream here in the podcast. But at that at that moment, I said, look, I laid the I laid the groundwork. I said, look, don't waste my time. I said, my time is valuable. Right. You know, I can right. do something different than being here coaching you guys right now. All right. So I laid that down. And I think after that, KJ understood, okay, this, this is real. <laughs> it just got real. I'm like, yeah. And they, y'all was like 12? What y'all, 12 years old? Dude? Yeah, we, 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 y'all said we was young. I said we was in like middle school. Yeah, it was 12, maybe 11. And then he's like, oh man, it just got real. So just, just yeah. a so, full disclosure there. So, e, so e, e, who's EJ? So, so like his EJ is my. Yeah, it's like my, my best. So, like uh, Steve, my goddad, that's like, so yeah. with, uh, no, okay, okay. With AG's okay. Brother. So, so he yeah. decides on the first day he's going to set the tone. <laughs> I'll show, I'll show this it. former All-Pro who's right. lost. <laughs> EJ's a good kid. He's a hard worker. I oh, he yeah. I know he wasn't thinking that, but hey, you know, you Mike, you know how it is. You got you dealing with a thirteen-year-old right now, so you got laid. You got oh, it happened. Hey, listen, guys, what you're describing right now happened this morning. That's my every day. Oh. <laughs> the problem is all my threats are hollow now because like my because like I'll tell my kids like, no, nah, I'm done with y'all. I'm not gonna. I'm not training you. You can show up late. I'm done. Right. My wife will like next that night. My wife will just browbeat the hell out of me. The next morning, I'll be like, "Okay, let's go outside." You know. <laughs> you can't do it, man. Oh, you can't do it. Oh, uh, so so we talked about blocking skills. So what about your route running skills? Um, that you got going. What you need to, I say, improve on, or what you feel that you the best at running. What routes are your right. favorite? Things like that. Right. I would say what I need to improve on, um, I would say I can always improve, improve on releases. Um, I mean, it's, that's something that you can always improve on. I mean, you see, until it gets to a level, I mean, you see the way this guy, Devontae Adams, get off the line. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like when you were able to, to move a defender at the beginning of your route, it makes the, the, the end of your route easy. Yeah. Whereas if, you know, if, if you're, you know, fighting a guy, you know, all the way down the field, it makes the top of the route harder and it makes the catch harder and then, you know, you get catch and tackle when, we, when I talk about those things of uh, like getting that yak and things like that. Um, so that's, I feel like something I can improve on. Um, my favorite type of routes, uh, I would say I'm a, a smart player. So I like, you know, I, I like going across the middle. I like sitting in zones. I like, mm. you know, uh, being a being QB friendly, like um, where a lot of people, they, they may run through a zone or they may, you know, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, not get open because, you know, they're not, not, not recognizing it or, you know, just being quarterback friendly or, you know, don't run to get covered, you know, just sit right here. I'm open and, you know, put it on me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like, I like those type of things um, because the, those create relationships with your, with your quarterback, you know, they can trust you. And I, I've learned that, you know, just through experience and, you know, just being on the field for like, you know, and Kurt come back to me, like, that was, that was really smart, man. You know, why, why do this? Why do this? Like, at the end of the day, like, you know, let's just play common sense, you know, two guys over there, there's nobody here. Store to me right here, like, 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 exactly. like that type of thing. Um, so like, just kind of like those those field routes. I, I think I have a, a knack for those. You nice. you played uh you played slide at Buffalo, and then you were playing you were playing split out in, in Miami. So you've kind of you've been all over the field even before you got in the league. Right. And you were talking about Jarvis right. earlier. You want to talk about a guy who can release? 
Mm. Like knows how to get right. somebody off the spot. Right. He he, he he's a good guy to hang around. He's a good guy to hang oh, around with me. too. Trust yeah. me, I'm picking his brain. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, man. We we call that what you're talking about is just football intelligence, right? You just have a high football, football right? Right. Yeah. That's just right. Listen, <clears throat> there's there's everybody's got a, a limit, a ceiling, right? Athletically, you're gonna and you're mm-hmm. I call it a constrained variable. Like you're gonna get so fast, right. so strong, so you know, whatever, right? But that football intelligence, that's the difference, isn't it? I mean, and yeah, as the older you. you get and the more you learn, that's a, I mean, if you have it at this age, man, you you you're you're gonna help you're really gonna put yourself in a good situation. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Anyway. So hey, go oh, ahead, go ahead. Oh, okay. No, I was gonna say um you talked about releases. You mentioned it with with Devontae. And uh and I bring this up because I remember I was in a situation when I got to Houston running routes against uh he got defensive rookie of the year it was D'Amico Ryan. So what's your mindset? Knowing that you obviously we have an advantage over the defense, we know the route, but sometimes at the line we don't know exactly coverage until movement, you know. Right. So what say if you see that movement right away, okay, you know it's man, and you run mm-hmm. in a comeback route. Right. What is your mindset just for this is more for people listening in and teaching how you right. gonna run that a route, an 18 yard comeback, man press. What are you doing? How are you gonna run that route to get off the line? Right. So automatically I'm trying to get an outside release. Um I'm trying to get an outside release and think go. Like every route, I learned this in college, every route has a vertical push, whether it's a hitch, a slant, or whatever. Every yeah. route has a vertical push, and you want to put the, the DB in what we call like no, OS, so that's where, like you said, we keep oh, it yeah. PG. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God. So, well, put him in, in, yeah, like, oh, like, you know, he don't want to give him a touchdown. So that's the thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking outside release, you know, whatever we have to do that, speed release, two-step, mm-hmm. split, you know, whatever. Just I just want to get him in position. So a comeback on a comeback route is kind of different because you don't want to leave him, you know, so you don't want to beat him too bad. So then he's behind you. You kind of want to keep him in position, right? Rather he's right, right on the side of you, but he's a little bit in front of you. So I'm, I'm running him. You know, I just want to make him him feel go while also kind of being able to control my speed because I know what I have to break down. Um, right? So, like, sometimes you can, you know, give him something in between there, you know, you know, give him a little hesitation to kind of, you know, freeze his feet and then really be, you know, an oh, crap. You know, we really got to go. And then after that, it's just about controlling yourself at the top, you know, getting out of your break and then coming down super duper flat on a super duper sharp angle because, uh, you know, DBs in the NFL, they, they react quick. They have – Mm-hmm. Good footwork, and they get paid just like you. So they're going to yeah. come back trying to intercept that ball. So I'm trying to keep it uh, extremely tight, and then let my quarterback lead me to the sideline. Nice, beautiful. Who's the uh, who's who's the best DB you've you've seen so far? Just curious. Patrick Peterson. Yeah. Patrick Peterson uh, in, in practice. Uh, that guy. Yeah, I mean, you see him every day too. That's easy. I see him. I see him every day. Um, he has this little this little two hand jam that. That be getting me. I'm like, I mean, how can I kind of get around it? Because he's a he's a bigger guy. You know, he's a he's not like yeah, he's a small guy. He's a, yeah. yeah, he's the same size, if not bigger than me. So um, he always does it, and then he has all these tricks. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm I'm picking his brain too. Like I so, saw, like he like I talked to him before. Like he knows when somebody's trying to run a comeback versus a go. And he's like, when you're running a go, you got your head down and you going. He said, when you run a comeback, it's like you're going. He's like, but you're like you kind of try not to leave me, and he can feel that. And you know, even talking like uh. On a go, sometimes you just go where another time on a comeback, you like leaning into him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, like I said, he got all these tricks that I'll be, I'll be picking his brain. And um, so, like I said, that's that's the best corner I've, I've won against so far. Physical. Yeah, he's, he's been amazing for a long time too, man. Yeah. 
He's doing a lot of a lot of good things helping you out there. <clears throat> I'm gonna hit these quick takes. All right, KJ, we got your we got our own segment for me. So hey, I want to hit the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? We got about five right. or six, five or six quick takes. You ready? Favorite team All growing right. up? Oh man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> before we say quick take, I've I've shied away from this question. I know <laughs> my whole career in, in Minnesota <laughs> because of this. <laughs> And now, <laughs> I always say, I just say, I try to keep my relationship with the fans. I say, I'm a, I'm a player guy. You know, I'm a, I'm a player, this or that. But, but because I got my guy, AG, on here, I'll show him his love. My, my favorite team growing up was definitely the Packers because of there we go. the green. Before that, before, that, before that, I was a college guy. I, I like, you know, Alabama and things like that. But um, growing up, because of AG, because of the relationship I had, I was a, I was a Packers fan. Boom. Who's it? Who's the best receiver in the game right now? Not named you, Devontae Adams. Okay, only the only Vikings question I'll ask today. Kirk right. Cousins has made over 160 million dollars in this league. I just want to know what kind of presence he's given his offensive lineman at the end of every year. <laughs> give me anything good? No, listen. Let me tell you something. I know why. I, got, I know why he asked that question. AG's the only guy that ever gave me a present. Really? AG gave me the nicest gifts. Quarterbacks, nothing. Right. Yeah, and they, got, they got say, way more money than I do. Yeah, <laughs> TVs. I was gonna say, I haven't seen Kurt give them any gifts. You know, maybe oh, they have. Maybe it. they've done it. Maybe they've done it privately. I haven't seen it, but uh, okay. We'll Get him out of there. You need to ask questions. <laughs> yeah, that's. Ask I'll tell you what, that ain't right. That is not right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. so you are you just you just took his trip to Jamaica. You said, but you let's say you sign your next contract. You want to take your crew somewhere. Where are you going? Columbia. Oh, interesting. Yeah, going to South Columbia. America. You like you yeah. like down south. Okay. Yeah. Nice weather. Who's who's yeah. the hardest working guy in the gym on Minnesota Vikings? CJ Ham. Fullback. Really? Mm. That's yeah. That okay. makes yeah. Sense. I'll, I'll okay. see CJ. CJ. He works. Uh, he works really hard. Mm. Okay. Okay. And then this last this last one's a pop quiz. So so this guy, so one of our, our center, Mike Flanagan and I used to go out when we played Minnesota. Yeah, you, you got one more before that, Mike. You want to do oh, that, that one? Oh, that's right. Best alumni yeah. side in the Miami games. So you go to the U. You right? can't they what's can't the, pass that one though. That's a good one. What's right, who's, who's right. the best alumni side in there, man? Uh the I would say the one that pops immediately in my head is Michael Irvin. Uh one time I'm in practice. I'm at the U, I'm at practice, and I uh Run a slant route, and he's right there, and he comes and like coached me up in the middle of practice. Of We're course. talking about this when I this when I first got there, you know, from from mm-hmm. Buffalo, wearing spring ball. So I, I talked it up with him after, exchanged numbers and everything. But I'm like, dang, like playmaker, playmaker. You know, Michael Irvin, like he just right. he just coming in, talking and things like that. So that was uh, that was pretty cool. That's and now I, I remember, I, I, I've seen him. I remember when I was down there because like there's there's a there's a uh, a South Miami like state track meet like high school track meet that's huge right because i, I mean there's a ton be of fast dudes down there right so mm-hmm. i right. remember the like the big thing was that like ed reed and ed, edrin james all these dudes would show up at this thing every year and it became like so like tens of thousands of people would go to this track meet and it was really because i mean they got good athletes everything was high school but it was because edge would show up man right, just, right. you got ed, the best of the best down yeah there, right? you, you got guys showing up down there that's i mean that's, that's like dogs. usc out west yeah. man i grew up out west Whew. You go to a USC practice, it's the same thing. Not Michael, I mean, you know, Keyshawn Johnson, Everything. all these guys that show up to practice. It's like, right. man, that's the best recruiting tool you could ever have. Yeah. But okay, right. this last one's pop quiz, man, because a lot of people, a lot of people don't know this. So we used to we used Uh-oh. to mess around with the mascot for the Vikings, like before he asked for too much money and got fired. 
Right, we right. used to like mess right. with his horn. He used to roll around on a Segway. We like throw footballs at him and whatnot. Tell me the name of the mascot for the University of Miami. Oh, he's a uh, God. What's what is he? he is a it's a it's a it's a it's a bird, but it's not like it's not just a bird. I forget because uh, it has to do with the type of bird it is. Because they stay there when it's hurricanes. He's breaking <sighs> it down. <laughs> got, like, no, it's like because it's a. I, I can't think of the word off the, the top of my head, but it's, it's, it's a certain type of – yes, there it goes. So, so <laughs> hey, AG, you love this. The reason that it's funny is because if you type in Ibis, it says something to the effect of, like, um, found in Egypt and, like, so found on the Nile River, right, okay. in Florida, in the Everglades. It's like no, oh, those... no, it's an Egyptian you know, sign of like wisdom or something like that. But it's like oh. Egypt and the Everglades, like pretty too far apart areas of areas of the world. Interesting, very interesting. Sebastian, Sebastian, Sebastian the Sebastian, Ibis, the Ibis. Sebastian, that's 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 the name I know. Yeah. Sebastian, yep. Sebastian, that's what we call. That's what we call him. Uh, yeah, yep. Always see him doing a little thing with his beak. Twisting it all up and everything. Yeah. So, <laughs> there, hey, yeah. there, there's nothing better than if you're in Miami and Miami's good, like the, if when the U's good, that's that's yeah. a, that's a place in the country you want to be at. That's a that's a fun city to be in. Now. Rocking, it's oh, yeah. rocking, They're moving and grooving. Got to be careful. <laughs> Got to be careful. <laughs> so, all right, we're gonna head it to the next segment called "Get Off My Lawn." Get off my lawn. So, things that we find in the world, not just football, but everywhere going on in the social media in the world that we don't quite agree with, or we just bring it up and just talk about it a little bit. And this first one, Mike, I'm with you. That's why I put the exclamation points there. I don't know if you watched the Oscars last night, KJ, but obviously me, <laughs> yeah. me and Mike did. And I, when I saw it, I was just like, did that really just happen? Yeah. So Mike, yeah. I'll let you take it. Thank you. Take I, it so me. I don't watch the, I'll just tell you right now, I boycott all shows that are like award shows, especially like Hollywood award shows. I just, not, I, don't boycott them. I just don't care about them at all. But like I, I got on, I got on. Of course, my my news media uh, outlet today. Uh, after after I read like the Financial Times and the Wall Street Journal to think that I'm like intelligent, I go to Barstool Sports to get <laughs> real information. Barstool's got Will Smith slapped the hell out of Chris Rock last yes. night. Oh man! Right, and then it's like talking to him, and it's all about like his wife's got alopecia, and like so there's a you know, there's sensitive blah 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 blah, and there, but like Will Smith's been in the media for it looks like he's suffering, and then I, they showed like they showed all his. They showed all his acceptance speech and he's crying and like mm-hmm. it just it seems like he there's going to be a major breakdown there and then the my big question was and maybe you guys could know better than I do but like mm. if if it's not Chris Rock up there and it's The Rock you think that boy goes up there and tries to slap The Rock in the face <laughs> I don't think I no. think he's still a bully man I, I was they, looking at it like oh he's just trying to bully some little weak guy dude that that was terrible. <laughs> possibility but you, you might you have a good point there the rock yeah he, he's not gonna just walk up on the rock yeah he's uh he's a big dude but it's you know i'm glad he did something you know i i didn't hear all the words but i, I didn't i knew i was aware of jada's condition um but to hear that you know because at the oscars they they're always cracking jokes on each other they're roasting people i get sometimes seems like that's the deal right that's, that's the deal they do that i mean from the presenters or not the presenters the host of the show we had amy schumer we had Regina King, and we had uh, – oh, she was on Saturday Night Live. Um, God, she was another comedian. I just can't think of her name. Darn it. But anyway, they're starting off the show. Every 
host of the Oscars. I think Chris Rock, when he hosted it years ago, that's the whole stick is to basically roast the per- people winning because obviously, yeah. you know, these are people most likely the one percenters of acting or one percenters of the world that they got a whole bunch of money in the bank and they're just when I say I remember as a kid I figured out acting, I'm like, mom, dad, acting, they just lying, ain't they? They just kind of put on a real <laughs> show, they lying to people, they kind of act like this or that, and then they could just be whoever they want for like two hours in this movie, but then they go home, they somebody else. And and I figured it out as a kid. I was like, wow, that's one hell of a job. Either be a weatherman, be a weatherman or an actor. Bam. They're saying other people's it. words, right? You just recite right. other people's words. I'm not saying it's 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 not easy. No, it's not easy. Yeah, it's right. like you so you have to watch the rest of the you have to watch what happens after that. So he Yeah, I watched the speech. I watched the speech and everything. Yeah, so so he goes to the speech and he's I mean, he's literally talking crazy. He's like, We I was put on this earth to do this and that, and you're just going, Bro, you're an actor. Like you act. That's all <laughs> that's what you do. Like right. you, you know what I mean? You're not saving the world. You, you're an act. You were you were real good in King Richard. That's I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> I don't know if you saw Kid, King Richard KJ, um, but it was a yeah. Good I did. Movie. I did. I did see Check it. Check it out. I did it see was it. A good movie. It was a good movie. I think I like. I think what it is, Mike, the weight, like him working in Hollywood, he's probably gotten more uh, criticism over his years of acting because I remember when he first got acting out of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You know, he he didn't go to traditional acting school. You know, he didn't do none of really? that. He just because he was the you know he was a rapper. DJ, you know, he was Fresh Prince of Bel Air, all that rapper right. with DJ Jazzy Jeff. And then a lot of Hollywood when he got into doing the TV show, you know, they thought, oh, he's just an he's just an entertainer that just been given the chance to do this. And so his whole career, he's been basically he broke trying the mold, to, though, right? He was the right, first guy, right? Yeah. Right. He broke the mold. So he basically his whole his whole career up until this moment, regardless of how many big movies and first leading role actors he's had this obviously winning the oscar is it for an actor you win the oscar that's like winning the super bowl that's it so i know because i've read a lot of articles about his career and stuff he's turned down like he turned down the matrix you know how to you know when you have those type of things you do in your career you make those decisions not to do certain things it it weighs heavy but then criticism too and i think because of that that's why the way that speech went right that that speech was him unloading all that, all that, con, all that, conf, uh, um, I said that weight criticism throughout the, the span of 30 years basically because he's almost that was, the, over that was the first Oscar he won, yes, exactly. Yeah. See, okay. yeah, he's right, 50 right. something and he's right. been acting since right. you PG, before you were born. PG, let's be right, he, he's crazy. I mean, let's just look. <laughs> I, love, I like Fresh Prince, man. I'll dance to the Miami song, whatever. Hey, whatever. You, Dude, that was he was crazy last night. He lost. Yeah, he, he was. Yeah, he was. I mean, he, he was slapped he had, Chris Rock on his show. Hey, and he, just, and he slapped yeah. him. And here's the thing he played Muhammad Ali, and all he did, Chris Rock put his hands behind his head, and all he got was one of these. Ah! And then Chris Rock, it was a had, quick slap. Like, he didn't hit him hard enough. So Chris Rock had actually had a comeback. He was like, Man, this is the best Oscars ever. I just got slapped by Will Smith. All right. like, he was composed <laughs> enough after. Like, if you hit me. I would not be able to crack a joke immediately after. I'd be like, ah, my jaw's broke. Or, ah, you know, ow. I like Mike break down to that. He's like, look, because, I, yeah, you, you got a point there, Mike, because if any one of us, and we're protecting our wives. You don't walk up there and slap them. I'm trying to dislocate. When I hit you, that whole jaw is oh. going to fall off. <laughs> Because you're disrespecting my wife. Does it, does it? Should we be? Should we? How should you feel too? So imagine. Okay, so same scenario, Ag. But I'm not right. famous. 
Okay. I'm there as a guy. I'm a plus one. Okay. You say something about my date. And I walk up and I and I just beat the hell out of Chris Rock. Do they let me return to my seat and just hang out? No, no, you're Denzel out. Denzel Washington no, come over no, and no, like pat no, me no. on the back and console me. Casey, no. I'm out of there, right? I'm in prison. Oh, they they got no, yeah, security. Yeah. Security. Yeah. Security. Security. You're gonna, security. Tack- you're gonna get tackled. Yeah, security. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 that was another thing I noticed too. I'm like, they just let him walk back to the seat. Yeah. Like, we talked wow. about that this morning. I was like, we talked about that insane. like probably like Security's in the back, like, wait, what, what do we do? What do we do? Yeah, I was, I, I'm supposed to arrest Rule Smith. Um, oh man, I don't know. I like Bad Boys. Bad Boys was fire. One, two, and three. <laughs> man, man it's just, it just interesting what goes on into the world today. And just like this next topic here, Deshaun Watson's press, press conference. I like what you put behind this, Mike. So I'll let you <laughs> say what you wrote. It, I, I didn't watch too much of it. So. I can. I watched five. I watched 10 minutes a little bit. Yeah, me too. About five minutes. Because you can't. Because like, what's? Because after five ten minutes, it was literally. It felt like you're watching. Like you're watching like a Senate hearing, you know, like, where like you know, the the the, gov- the 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 representative from you know Alabama gets up and and, and starts talking stupid, and then the <laughs> representative from from New Hampshire gets up. You know what I mean? It's just you're going, man. Listen, here's the deal. Top five quarterback. He's got twenty two civil suits. Top five quarterback. Going to have to settle these civil suits. Did I mention he's a top five quarterback? And, everyone, and now everyone's like, why are you going to pay this guy $230 million guaranteed? Top five quarterback, 26 years old. He's got at least 10 years. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. what? He can, I wish I wish the other guy just would have, or the GM just would have been like, Deshaun's a top five talent. Hey. Did you, did you, did you ask the, uh, did you talk to the 22 women? I hear what you're saying. He's a top five talent. <laughs> or like if he would have just been honest and been like, winning cures all things. Next. You know what I mean? Right. I, and I know that's there's a ton of like inappropriate, insensitive comments there. But it's like it's essentially what the NFL is doing, right? They're just Correct. saying like Cleveland's going, listen, all this is going to blow over if he wins 14 games. True. Just call it what it is. Right. And so – I was watching. So what I went, I went to YouTube to kind of watch the any to kind of refresh my memory because I did watch it, but I just like refresh my memory. I go there and I scroll down and I could have swore I thought it was your comment no, that you just said. I'm not kidding. Because they said no, I just said on the comment on the video I'm that said they should have they should have took a book, a page out of Bill Belichick's book, like you just said, top five talent. Yeah. Um, we apologize for this, and uh, we got any more football questions. <laughs> It was like it was like Cleve the Cleveland Plain deal. It's like the Cleveland Browns press media. It was like it's our first big story in 45 years. Let's do this right, boy. You know what I mean? Like everyone's like, let's get together and make sure we ask the same question 27 different ways. Ugh. Craziness. All right, KJ. What's the worst rule in football? They made all these rules now. What is the for you? What is the worst rule in football? Man, that's a good question. <laughs> you know, me and Justin talk about is uh, it's, this is not the worst rule, but this it just came to the top of my head. Uh, when we get the pass interference call, um, you know, we get to move the ball up. My receiver's like, we want those yards. Yeah, we're talking about that too. Like, <laughs> we need we want those yards too. That was, uh, that's a great point. That was, man. Uh, that, that's actually I, a really good point. I, I guess, like, oh, okay, I get it now. Okay, yep, yep. I, All right. It just hit me slowly. Boom. Like, we, like we want the. 
We want those yards. I guess that wouldn't be the worst rule in football. I, I feel like um one of the the big questions now is everybody talking about the overtime thing. Uh, that's yeah. that's like you know rather two teams get a possession or you know first first score wins and all that stuff. I think that's a a big topic everybody's talking about right now. I, I can't think of one that's just like a this blatant. They they tried I feel like a lot of the, I feel thing. like a lot of the yeah I was gonna say I feel like a lot of the special teams rules are are really interesting for the people that that don't know out there you know how many guys can be on the side of the ball and they got like on kick return eight guys have to be before the the forty or you know your foot has to be here and there like a lot of stuff that people get flags for that you know the viewer would would never know oh, yeah. um, I'll be kind of wondering like where where they kind of come up with that so a lot of that was all that, safety based right that was that was a that was an area of the of the game where they could they could change without enough people knowing what was going on to matter that they could say oh, we're doing all this in the name of safety right when they, so when they started trying to get you guys to play seventeen games so then now they can get you to play eighteen the first place they went well they right. went two places one they went to your off season and then two they went right to the special teams and they're like just how much stuff how many you know because they used to have a wedge buster and they used to do all the yeah. stuff you get a you get right, a right, long right. head start as you wanted. I was a wedge buster. You? I was a wedge buster, Mike. Yeah. Unfortunately, I was the wedge. Are you, I... boy. Oh man. Yeah, that yeah. was that was interesting. I say the overtime thing's funny because it's like you see the prejudices or, or like the biases that come into play. Like, so there's two teams that came up with okay, let's let's have each side have a possession, and then Mike and then Mike Vrabel's like, all right, let's add that if you get a touchdown and a two point conversion, knowing that he has Derrick Henry on the two yard line, then. Right, <laughs> and a two-point conversion, then you can win the game outright. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Still, just comes down to getting a stop. And I, uh, yeah, it's, it's how so do you many think about? Rules. How do you feel about that? Should, I mean, should at some point you got a defense got to do their job, right? I, I think so. Um, I've never been a, a big like rules guy or change this and change that. Unless it's totally unfair. I don't think it's not fair that the other team doesn't get the ball. Like it's a team game. Uh, your defense got to get a stop. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's possible. I mean, whatever the game is, I mean, it, rather it's 28 to 28 or, you know, you only let them in, what, three times or four times. You know, it ain't like they, they scored every possession. Um, so, I mean, it's possible to, to get a stop. It's not – they're not asking for anything too hard. They're not saying don't mm-hmm. let them get a one first down. Um, so, I, I feel like, you know, it's, it's fair. But, you know, because, you know, fans, we love football, especially the – last two years of uh, 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 the the Bills and the Chiefs, like you want to see more, you know, because it's so exciting, you know, because it's like they're going back and forth. Every time the, the Bills score, the Chiefs come right back down and score. And so it's like you want to see it. But um, like you said, it's come down to getting a stop. So they, so it's, so it's interesting. I was just on a phone call with uh, uh, some people in the league and amongst them were um, game management guys. And so the whole, that whole rule is changing right now because <clears> – <throat> The Chiefs Bills game. If you have one possession, the the average length of TV time, not like game time, but TV time is seven minutes and like two seconds, and it goes up to twelve minutes hmm. if 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 there's two possessions. And in the Chiefs Bills game at the peak when it was in overtime, there were sixty million people watching because a playoff game, the whole thing, hmm. right? There's the only thing on right. TV. Sixty million people watching. So the NFL front office is going, okay, sixty million people times five extra minutes is three you know 300 man minutes of eyeballs that i can capture and then they're just now that they'll ascribe some number like you know i can put 
I can put in-game ads. I can do this. I can do that. But they're they're looking at it's you know because it's purely a monetary thing for them. They don't care about the the rules at all, right? It's just how much money yeah. we can make. Exactly. So it's but it was interesting. You think about it, it was like three hundred million eyeball minutes of advertising is really what they're talking about in that one game. And then you, it's very easy to see like okay, so this you, now I know why the rules are going to definitely change. There's going to be some sort of you know, there's each team is going to be able to have a possession. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> All right. This next one here. I know exactly where you're going. This one, Mike. <laughs> it's cold blooded. I didn't where'd you see this at? I just want to know. Where did you see this? John at? Fox just became a special defensive senior assistant or something with the Indianapolis Colts today. Wow. And like how many of these that was not a real job. Like, it was not a position well, no. 10 years ago. <laughs> now, like, everybody who's assistant. out of work at all, any any coach has been in the league for like more than five. Any coach that has more than two friends in the league is now a senior defensive or offensive assistant. Yeah, they're That's bringing it. them in. Or consultant or whatever, dude. It's like, you want to talk about good old boys club. Like, they just figured out, like, this is another <laughs> rule. Like, you don't have a coordinator position. Okay, you just got fired from your 12th, like, head coaching job. It's okay. I got a spot for you. Come on over here. You can be a special assistant number 27. Like now we got a thirty man staff. It's like it's just like it's nuts, dude. Make you six figures. That's what I'm saying. Doing They're nothing. making an absolute ton of money. Like doing nothing. Doing, 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 doing yes, doing what? And I, it's we brought in a guy when I was in Miami when there's a bunch of changes going on, and the new coordinator brought in like his guy as a special senior assistant. And I, I'll never forget, man. Like he had um, he had charted out all of the defensive tendencies on the like the upcoming opponent that was like only thing he added value is like he would chart all these tendencies right but he's in the room with all his offensive coaches he wouldn't share the information with anybody but the coordinator i never forget like i caught him in the like the men's room or something one day or the showers i was like hey why don't you just share that information for us it'd probably be valuable since we're all trying to game plan together and he was like nope i'm a special assistant to the offensive coordinator i don't give you guys anything you can figure it out yourself and i was like I love this team. Are you on? (laughs) Wow! We all all got the same goal, right? Yeah, dude. Oh, that would have made me so mad. That's what it is, right? That's loyalty. Yeah, this is this is where the league. I'm not happy with the league and coach. It's not. I'll say it's not the league. It's the coaches in the league. They know the system. It's a loophole they found, and doing this creates the bigger problem and bringing more people in the building that need not to be there. Basically, too many chefs in the kitchen. You got like like Mike said, you got you got a guy who's been a head coach 12 times, got fired all 12 times. But then a few months later, they're still making six figures being a special assistant doing whatever. I'm like. And it's guys like us that we on a podcast. Why are we not coaching somewhere? Why are we not in the league coaching oh, on a staff? Let's not go that far. I don't know if I'm, I, don't, I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm <laughs> To go that far, but I but I do understand your sentiment, yeah, right? Like you know, what I'm saying it's like there's a got... point of diminishing returns, right? Right. Like, KJ, KJ doesn't need four guys telling him how to run a route, right? No. You need one good, one real smart guy. Right. And thank God he does. He has Keenan McCarter. Bam. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. just yeah, they just spin out, figure out the loophole and taking advantage of it. So I I would go if I if I could be outside of myself for a moment, I would be like Wilson if it go slap whoever just made that name up. <laughs> <laughs> man, come up with something new, man. Get that out of here. Yeah, man. It's a hot mess here. All right, we got one more here on the list to get off my line. What is it, Mike? Uh, listen, I think everybody knew this was going to happen, but 
Hard Knocks is going to be with, the, with, Dan, with Coach Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions. I, I think as soon as he what? said kneecap biting last year, it was guaranteed, right? First of all, <laughs> I didn't know anybody actually watched that show anymore. And two, how bad how bad must that show be? You think about how invasive and terrible that show must be for a team that they had to designate three teams that were absolutely under no circumstances not allowed to to uh, to turn it down. So there's they three teams that are like, no matter what, you can't turn this down. <laughs> so like they're not coming like the Packers and the Vikings. Like they're not they're, the Packers. No, you are not coming in our building. No, you are not. Oh, we yeah. will never do that. I believe right? that. Yeah. But like the the Lions. Hey, the only good news is you get to play them twice a year, right? You know right. What I mean? Right. Yeah, for KJ, yeah. And for us, that was that was that was the same thing for us. Oh yeah, we get we got the Lions. We good. You know, it's interesting. It's gonna get interesting. They're gonna play tough, but then eventually they'll succeed. Oh, they'll just boom. They'll, they'll KJ, you ever watch that show? You know, you know the show I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, hard knocks. I, I used to watch it a lot in uh in college. And a lot of people watch it like outside the league or you know, young guys because they just like that's the closest they can get to in the building, you know. I guess um, I get it, man, I, but like, I, it just doesn't feel right, does it? Like, there should be cameras with you all the time. This, you, you didn't, you're not going to MTV's real world, yeah. man. It seems like yeah. – it, it, this, this is your job. You know what I mean? This is yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like if I wasn't uh, in the league, I would probably watch it too. I feel like the only reason I don't watch it now because usually on a training camp to come on at like 10 o'clock. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm asleep. But yeah. uh, my cousin, he'll be like, uh, oh, hard knocks. Or people learn, like – my cousin, he, like, so he was a, uh, like, he's in like the rap industry and stuff like that. So he's hanging out with me all the time. So he, like, the last couple of years, he's been learning all this football stuff. So he comes to me on this hard knock stuff. Is y'all coaches really do this? Or y'all, y'all do this? Or like you said, they just want to. That's they're closer they can be in the building. To he said, uh, so he'll he'll come up to me like when somebody gets cut. He said that's wrong. They come up to a guy like you know I think you can play in this league. Uh, you know it's a numbers thing. We don't have enough stuff for you. I'm like yeah, that's really how it is. Like that's what they'll they'll tell a guy like. All that type yeah. of stuff. So people just like to see like the the ins and outs. So I understand why people watch it. Yeah, it's hey, interesting. This is this is this is why I'm, we're we're on the podcast and we're not a senior a senior assistant. Sort of thing. Exactly. I, I, I see that and I go, I don't want to. I, I guess I'd be like, no, I don't want to watch people get cut. That's miserable. No. <laughs> hey, hey, anybody else want to broadcast my worst day of my life? Oh, sure. Right. I got ten of them right here. Come on and watch. Oh right. my god. Yes. <laughs> It, you know, it's just like what we were talking earlier. It's a money thing. It's an entertainment thing, you know. Yeah. And but it's unfortunately they're making entertainment of our it. jobs, of 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 current like real, jobs. real life. Real. This is real. It's you can't get no realer than doing the NFL hard lock. You know, hard knocks. It is, right. That's true. It is the realest. It's like all you watch all these reality shows, and most of it is not. A, I'll be honest. I know a lot of production. Uh, people i know writers i know directors a lot of reality shows are not even reality it's a rip they got a script yeah. that is written and <laughs> they re they have script reads i'm like this is not reality. right for real right I yeah, yeah i have I a friend know, i didn't know that yeah i got a friend his wife is a writer in hollywood he says i write the uh, script for real housewives in new jersey i'm like what you mean you write the script i thought it was a reality <laughs> show she said they like put <laughs> do they like put them in scenarios and then they yes. kind of like okay Yes, I could see oh, so, that, or like yeah. do it, or like so they miss up on camera. They're like, "Hey, do it again with the same they, passion." Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> terrible, it, it, I'm just terrible. Like, wow, I'm like, come on. Yeah. Hey, do they yeah. do they follow you guys around with cameras at like when like when you're training? Like, I it, so that would make sense. This is what I would want to watch. I want to watch. I would want to watch House Athlete and watch you guys yeah. train. Like, I could watch that if that yeah. if that was on like NFL Network. I watch it all day. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, they they have they have cameras. Like we got the camera guys that come take pictures, or some people got their own person. Like Jarvis got a camera guy to follow him everywhere. Like oh, yeah, dude, documentary. He's had like, that for like four years. Like, what's he? What is he yeah, doing? A maybe, what is he doing? Is it doing memoirs like, when he's done or something? He's doing he doing a book. Like, he's, was an autobiography. That's what he's doing. He, but he's like so he he does that stuff. Or it's, it's different guys. They come in with with cameras all the time. Uh, and everybody's uh, just got to be Jarvis. comfortable with it. I think that's a good. I mean, honestly, if, if, seriously, if you could if you could video. Where you work out with all those guys and everybody was no. cool with it, like that would be instead of watching all these guys, all these guys talking round table on new. I would watch that all day, dude. I would, I think that's that's yeah. the, that's the stuff, right? That's where you actually learn something about people. Yeah. If you need to pitch that yeah. to B Marsh, call one of us up. We'll 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 bring we explain yeah. it. To people, him. people, people, people will watch like and the, the camera guys like like since they're around so much, it's like we know them now. So those are our guys. So they they understand you know what to post, what not to post, or if we do yeah. got to say something touchy. We kind of look at them like, like, are you rolling? <laughs> they might, they might they may turn yeah. it or whatever. They, they, the they, 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 understand, like they understand. They understand. Like I said, they work for, for whoever. So it's like if that person is saying, you know, something, you know, just something that, you know, well, they don't want we, to lose we, we all talking, yeah. right? You know, we all talking within, you know, us NFL guys. You know, so it's like, um, they know, oh, yeah. not, they know what to post and not to post. That would have been interesting for us, Mike. Just imagine. Oh, it would have been a problem. They <laughs> got. Us hanging around. Oh, KJ. Woo-wee. Every, every other oh, he's trash. <laughs> we can't we can't we can't post that. We can't, we, we, we gonna right, have a right, lot right. of people mad. You know what post you guys are like we we won't get into like how old we are. But back in the day, I remember like I'd sit down, like you go you're during practice, right? During like training camp, you like take a knee, right? And then you start talking to somebody and you I mean, you know how it is, like you're tired, it's hot outside. You come up with some, there's some weird stuff that comes up in your head. You just go ahead and blurt it out. Like I'll say some crazy stuff, inappropriate, whatever. Just yeah. terrible, just terrible right. human stuff. And then like we'll go on like NFL Network or something, and our two coaches like literally right next to us be mic'd up. He's like, oh, like, oh no. Oh, I'd be on like you just be sitting there like oh just cringing like. And this is luckily it's before all the social media and stuff. Oh god, yeah. AG, right. AG, I would have been. My my daughter canceled me like four times a day. Anyways, <laughs> uh, no the worst is when you there, don't. The, the worst is when you don't know somebody is mic'd up, and uh, they you say something to them, they like I'm mic'd up. You're like, oh, why did you say nothing? <laughs> like you didn't yeah, walk you, away. Yeah, you, you got, got a sign on the chest, bro. You put a right. sign on yeah. the chest. Yeah, I got yeah, mic'd up. I got mic'd up, up a couple times. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that. What game? You been mic'd up before, like in practice or a game? It was games. I got mic'd up the the. Colts preseason, the Packers, uh, at the Packers, like uh, week 16 or 16, yeah, something late. And uh, it was, it was one more week that I got, I got mic'd up. Every time we mic'd up, we lose, they never posted. So, like, I mic'd up three times, we lost, so we never posted. I'm like, I'll be having some good stuff, I'll be having some good stuff. They showed a little bit of the Packer one, though. I remember, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got uh, Sean his first uh, touchdown ball. That's that's what they showed. Yeah. I, I never forget because like they, they used to ask us to get mic'd up, and I was like, absolutely not, absolutely not. And I'm and the reason why is like people, <laughs> people assume just because I you know like we used to chew tobacco. There's just it was not it was not a good look, and there's a lot of bad words, and you know the the way that we talk trash wasn't very you know it's just there's nothing good about it. But what I realized like yeah. the reason that I didn't do it. Was I remember Warren Sapp one day was like on TV. He's like, "You're not micing me up," and and he's like, "What?" Well, he was the biggest talker in the game at the point. Yeah. He's like, "No, Big no, no you're not like." There's just Big certain time. things that don't make any sense, 
and as desperate as, <laughs> as desperate as Warren Sapp was to have like to get attention, but he was he you know he loved it. He he played it very very well. He was like, no, that is a very bad idea. And I was like, okay, well, if Warren Sapp's not getting mic'd up, like I'm not getting mic'd up either. That don't make any sense. Yeah, he got in trouble on NFL <laughs> Network too, commentating because the mic wasn't off. Remember when he was on? When he was on NFL Network. When you're he, tired, you don't know. That's yeah, what I'm saying. He might have been tired because he got caught slipping. <laughs> so to that, oh man. So yeah, I can't remember exact words, but hey, just know it wasn't good. We'll go from there. But uh, I want to say, KJ, thank you, man, for coming on. We're at the end of the show. Thank you for coming on, conversating with me and Mike, answering the thank questions, you, getting berated a little bit, but having fun doing it. <laughs> and, uh, man, continue to grow down there. I mean, I love that you're down there um, in Florida working out with those guys because, like I said, Iron Cypress Iron, you're going to do nothing but get better. Um, and then having those interesting conversations because I say I, I, I don't know if you mentioned like if you're referring to it, but another conversation you guys bring up talk about contracts because then learning that knowledge from each other or how if somebody because we have team we had teammates of ours negotiate their own contracts. I'm not saying do that, but there's just something that happened. Mm-hmm. Now we were, yeah. I was like like for me you as thought- a player when at that time I was like I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know it was legal right. that you could represent yourself, but I learned and then uh, you know just learning that that you know vernacular the the, the, the verbiage. That goes on in reading right. a contract and uh, understanding that and talk to your agent too because sometimes you might ask a question and your, your agent kind of could throw them off i say always mm-hmm. be and i told you that you know when you're coming out of college you know when you when you, right. at, when you asked me that you were going you said i'm on i'm thinking about going pro what are some of my things you know things i should be looking at i say when you talk to the agent ask a thousand questions make them yeah. feel uncomfortable because this person right. you got to trust 100 with the money that you're going to earn and you got to make sure they know what they're doing on both sides, not just negotiating for you, but you got to look at their negotiating for themselves because whatever they, you know, whatever they get you, they get a percentage of that. So you got, you know, so I hit you with those questions. So yeah, just continue to do what you're doing. You're doing a good job. I'm loving it. I'm excited. I'm always, I get a little, now I got a reason. Since you've been in the league, I've been the reason to geek, get geeked up for the Vikings playing. I'm like, all right, my man's playing. Got to turn it on. Boom, boom, boom. Gotta find it. AG, we should get a uh, he'll be our first pick on our fantasy draft this year. Oh, yeah, I had him this year. I don't know if I told you that, KJ. I well, had you on my fantasy. No, you today. didn't actually tell me. Thanks a lot. I told my, I, I, my bad. My bad. I'll tell you next year, Mike. <laughs> KJ, man, it was a real pleasure meeting you. Hey, listen, best of luck. I, I love I love all the work you're putting in, and, and it sounds like the future's bright, man. You had you went from your year one to year two was a huge leap, man. Let's I hope to see uh, the same leap in year two to year three here. So good luck to you. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate y'all having me on. Yeah, and uh, one more thing: if you uh, where's your social media? Uh, let people know where they can find you and tag you and follow it, uh, you and all that fun stuff. Instagram is uh, KJ underscore Osborne underscore, and uh, Twitter is just I believe just KJ underscore Osborne. Nice. There you go. I will put it up. We'll post it. Yeah. yeah, we'll put it up. We'll post it. And so this show was presented by Bet Online. So thank you guys for that, and uh, we'll see y'all next week.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Introducing the Dunkin' Run. A dollar donut with any medium coffee. A whole new era of... I'm going on a Dunkin' Run. You want anything? Yeah, maybe a jelly donut and an iced coffee. You got it. Wait, actually glazed donut and a hot coffee. Mm. Okay, back on track. Make it a Dunkin' Run. Get a one dollar donut with any medium coffee. America runs on Dunkin'. Exclude specialty donuts and fancies. Offer valid on medium or larger coffees. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.